0: Welcome to the Great Western Woods World Building Podcast with me, Angeline Trevina.
1: And me, HB Lyne. Join us as we talk all things world building.
0: Get tips and advice for creating rich and immersive worlds for your stories, whether you're an aspiring author or wanting to level up your world building for future books.
1: We'll be digging deep into our own experiences and sharing what we've learned along the way to publishing over 15 books between us in five years. So get comfy and grab a cuppa. Let's get world building. to start the show with a shameless plug, I'm afraid. My new book, In the Blood, came out a couple of weeks ago, which is my cool thing. It's available now on Amazon in print and ebook, and it's in Kindle Unlimited, so you can read it for free if you're in there.
0: Yay! Awesome stuff, Holly. Um, Yes, that that is definitely a cool thing, but that was very shameless. (laughs) But... Right, so we have talked uh, probably quite a few times before it's been mentioned that we are both big Stephen King fans Mm. and how Holly has the complete collection of point horror books, which she might think is like an embarrassing thing, but actually I'm suitably impressed by how cool that is. (laughs) So we thought that we would do an episode all about our love of horror indeed um i
1: only have about a dozen point horror books i hasten to add um i did actually give most of them away a few years ago
0: oh i'm upset (laughs) sorry (laughs) so my first real memories of like watching horror movies are from my teenage years probably like most people my middle brother, he's two years younger than me, is this huge horror fan and he's totally obsessed with, you know, like all the classic 70s and 80s kind of horrors. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, these days he actually collects VHSs and he actually writes a column about his love of VHS for Scream magazine. Cool. So he was the one that got me into horror with all the those sort of movies like Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yada yada, all those old ones?
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, well, aside from point horror, uh, I think some of my early encounters with, with horror were on screen as well. I remember getting a book of ghost stories out of the school library when I was still in primary school, so I was like 9 or 10, and some of them were really scary. But it was a little bit later that I was introduced to horror films, I'm pretty sure Poltergeist was one of the early ones, and I think I was about 12 when I first saw that, which was probably a bit on the young side. I remember that scaring me a lot. (laughs) Um, And TV was where I got a lot of my early horror fix. Do you remember American Gothic? Oh, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And although everyone thinks of it as sci-fi, The X-Files, especially that mm-hmm. first season, was really cross-genre. And episodes like Squeeze and Tombs were firmly in the horror category and they really scared me in the best possible way.
0: Oh, yeah, I was such a big X-Files nerd. <laughs> but yeah, you're so right. I I, I really have to admit it, this is my shameless thing. I am a bit of a sucker for like those real trashy, modern teenage horrors, you know, just like full of every trope you can imagine. Nothing new, not doing anything interesting in the horror genre at all. It's <laughs> awful, but I, I don't know why I just love them.
1: <laughs> oh no, for me, it has to be something a bit different. Um, everyone slates it now, I think, but the Blair Witch Project, when that was new, was right up my alley. Uh, it came out when I was really into filmmaking and was about to go off to do my film degree and the style, the you know, the way it was made was just so unique at the time. I was also a huge fan of Alfred Hitchcock at the time. I was totally obsessed with his films and probably a bit pretentious and obnoxious about it, to be honest. Um, but then I also really loved the slasher classics like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Friday 13th. But I'm also partial to Um, foreign films things like The Ring as well
0: yeah Blair Witch when that came out my sister and I went to see it and I'm not joking we slept in the same bed for three nights after (laughs) you know we were we were grown adults we went to the cinema so I expect it was an 18 back then Um, I also love. Blair Witch 2 like I know most people <laughs> hated it but I loved it 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 was full of problems and it dropped loads of chances like it had so many unexplored opportunities in the characters mm. um but I really enjoyed it and I r- really liked the latest addition to the franchise to the latest one that they did mm. yeah but I actually started out writing horror before I went more down the like dystopian urban fantasy route before i started publishing my own books i wrote horror stories for various anthologies with small presses so yeah horror is actually my writing background before fantasy although i think all of the genres really blend and overlap each other so much anyway like my urban fantasy and dystopia is really very dark and gritty and definitely has a lot of horror elements. And my post-apocalyptic novel, While We Were Waiting, could definitely be classed as horror, as well as sci-fi. Cool.
1: I love a bit of genre blending. Um, My books are definitely on the dark and gritty side too. My Echoes of the Past series is very action-orientated, but it also hits some horror tropes. There are some really quite scary demons and some seriously dark events that get uncovered throughout the series like, you know, prisoners kept in filthy conditions and going insane, child possession, that sort of thing. I think that's the Stephen King influence coming through.
0: <laughs> I I was actually really late coming to reading Stephen King. I never read any through my teens. I didn't actually start on them until like my mid to late 20s, but I'm definitely making up for it now. <laughs> so we wanted to talk about things that have, absolutely scared the bejesus out of us because that's what horror is at the end of the day isn't it yeah so back to Stephen King again reading Misery oh goodness I mean it didn't help that I read it at a time when we were living in a house out in the middle of nowhere my husband was working as a chef at the time so he worked really late nights and I used to sit by myself in the dark reading Misery so I wasn't really (laughs) helping myself but but yeah that was fantastic and um Bird Box I mean probably everyone has heard about the Netflix adaptation but I actually read um the book by Josh Malaman I read it a good few years ago and oh my goodness that's Scared me so much. I I've got to say that is probably the scariest book I have ever read. Like I'm not joking, there are times that when I was reading it, I was physically shaking with fear. It oh if you if you enjoyed the Netflix adaptation, seriously read the book. Like Mm. I know it's a cliche, but the book really is so much better. <laughs> Eden Lake is another one uh that's a british horror movie and i think because the um the bad guys in that are just a bunch of teenagers. It starts off with a couple go to have um like a nice romantic camping trip by um a i think it was a a quarry that had been turned into a lake or something like that, but it's by a lake um and some teenagers turn up and they're making loads of noise. And the guy goes over and just asks them to turn their music down and then like it just turns to hell. <laughs> and I think I think Eden Lake is so terrifying just because it's so possible. You know, mm. that it's not like it's not based in fantasy at all. It is just something that really could happen. Mm. Paranormal activity oh we went to go and see the first one at the cinema on it they did this special like preview on a friday the 13th -hmm. and uh, me and my husband went and the place was packed and Mm -hmm. every single time they switched to showing the setup camera at night you could just feel the entire audience just stopped breathing Mm -hmm. oh it was terrifying really really terrifying and of course we've already talked about Their Witch as well
1: Mm -hmm. Um, for me the big standout thing is Ghost Watch for for the benefit of our listeners outside of the UK or those too young to remember it Ghost Watch was this big TV event in the early 90s the BBC used to do these live shows called Crime Watch I don't know if they still do them probably not, um, where viewers would ring in with tips on crimes that were being investigated. Well, Ghost Watch was pitched as a paranormal version of that. They had all the usual presenters, not actors, but the folks that we were used to seeing presenting news and current affairs programmes. The programme was made out to be a live event broadcast on Halloween with a team out in the field that was supposed to, supposedly Britain's most haunted house and it felt absolutely real the build up to it and while we were watching it was very convincing and we watched as horror uh, we watched in horror rather as events in the house took a dark turn with apparent poltergeist activity live on tv then things in the studio went awry and the broadcast ended with the audience thinking that our beloved parky michael parkinson had been killed um It was genuinely horrifying and the BBC got loads of complaints. Anyway, it wasn't live. It wasn't real. It was fiction. And quite frankly, it was genius. Um, I was 10 at the time and I was obsessed with ghosts. So naturally, I stayed up past my bedtime to watch it, which I think my parents might have regretted afterwards. (laughs) Um, I had trouble sleeping for quite a while after that. And everyone at school the next day was talking about it. And a bunch of us got really carried away. We started our own ghost hunting club and over the following weeks, it built up this sort of group hysteria. We were feeding off each other's imaginations and really got quite carried away. Um, So, yeah, that's that's my big standout thing. Um, But more recently, uh, I have to give an honorable mention to Hereditary, the Tony Collette film. Oh my god, yeah, that scared me big time, and really confirmed that I've sort of lost my horror appetite a bit in recent years. Because I would have <laughs> loved that film twenty years ago, but I would happily never see that again.
0: Yeah, Ghostwatch was like this huge phenomenon in the UK, wasn't it? I was, I I was a touch older than you. I was twelve when it was when it was aired and we did not read the tv guide before watching it we did not know that it was fiction we totally yeah. thought it was real yeah. and nothing else has ever screwed me up <laughs> as <laughs> much as ghost watch like fully grown out now i am still terrified of cupboards under the stairs yeah because of ghost watch still yeah absolutely terrified so yeah thanks for that ghost watch (laughs) (laughs) so leading on from things that have absolutely scared the bejesus out of us I wanted to see what horror subgenre is our like worst one like the one we hate watching the most and for me it definitely has to be surgical horror like does that fall under the umbrella of body horror? (laughs) I don't know Um, but when before the human centipede came out um i read uh an article about it in like total film i think it was and like i became obsessed because this really is like like the worst horror for me Uh, i reread that article so many times and i agonized over whether i should see it um like would it be worse to watch that movie or would it be worse for me to just continue imagining what mm. it was like? In the end I I did watch it and actually it was not half as bad as I had built it up to in my mind. But yeah, surgical horror, anything to do with like surgery where where doc evil doctors oh it just just freaks me out. I could just I hate watching it.
1: Mm. Yeah, for me it's sort of the you know really heavy gore and disturbing stuff stuff like saw and hostel that's not my cup of tea at all
0: I love those movies <laughs> <laughs> so what about what about tropes that we absolutely hate cuz I, oh, I hate the stupid girls in stupid heels. Why are they always wearing heels? Have they never seen a horror movie? <laughs> Look, this probably comes from the fact that I can barely even stand up in a pair of heels. <laughs> I certainly couldn't run in any, but I know some women can run really well in the heels. But oh, just just the idea that the only role women can have in a horror movie is the idiotic girl that squeals and screams a lot and is wearing heels and a party dress or whatever. (laughs) The other trope I hate is the running upstairs. Like, Mm. seriously, get out of the house. (laughs) If you go upstairs, you're trapped. And they always lock themselves in the bathroom or push a chest in front of their bedroom door. It's like, where are you going to go from there? Get out. Out of the house. Loads of places to run and hide. Like, Surely it's common sense!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's the last girl standing, or more usually running. Um, The notable exception to that being the alien films, because obviously Ripley is a badass. Um, (laughs) But also the trope of no phone signal. Oh, how convenient. You can't call for help because there's something wrong with your phone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There are so many movies that as soon as you start watching it, within like the first 10 minutes, you can point to the screen and tell tell which characters are going to survive the whole thing, can't you? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. so what are our favorite tropes then? Um, For me, child possession. That's a classic. It never gets old.
0: Mm, Yeah, scary children. (laughs) Mm. It's so good. I love the whole scary children thing like this is probably some people's most hated trope but i just love the whole the killer comes back for one final scare thing like they think they've killed them but then they come back and i'm always screaming at i'm like cut the (laughs) head (laughs) off i'm like just make sure, don't don't walk away because their body's gonna be gone when you come back. I love it, I love it. And whenever I watch a horror movie where the killer doesn't come back, I'm like, uh I'm really disappointed. And like I say, some people probably hate that. And the other trope that I love, that again, other people probably hate it, is people that you think are alive actually being dead like of course the classic is sixth sense Mm. i do not know if that was the first movie to do it but that was certainly like the big one and then everyone started running with it and the Mm. others as well the others i love that movie it's really and i watched it by myself at night and it was absolutely terrifying but yeah i love i have no shame i love it and while we are on the topic of things that we love what are our favorite genres of horror and for me seriously one of my favorite is creature or monster horror i love it Mm -hmm. i love i particularly love when they really play with the genre and do something really different with it like the film dog soldiers is amazing and like 30 days of night like they do something with vampires that so many other movies don't you know you have the classic like um sexy vampire thing but i love 30 days of night really breaks it down to like their base level you know i love Mm -hmm. it. huge huge fan of foreign horror um things asian horror some of my favorites are like the doll master old boy battle royale of course French horror, you've got Frontiers, Switchblade Romance, Martyrs. And if you like blood, it has to be French horror. Like every single French horror movie, you end up with a character literally drenched in blood. It's kind of like Carrie style. It's fantastic. So yeah, if you like like blood, it's got to be French. Um, Huge fan of Del Toro. Like Mama, Pan's Labyrinth, Devil's Backbone. And recently, I've been really getting quite obsessed with like Scandinavian horrors and thrillers. It's just the whole like lonely forest, ice. I think no one can hear you scream in snow or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just I love that whole thing. Um. Now, when when we came up with the idea of doing a horror podcast, I promised holly that i would tell you broadcast across the wires my um most embarrassing horror experience yes, one that you did. my yes my husband constantly teases me about it and uh, so here it is right so when me and my husband were first dating we both love horror so we watched a lot of horror films together and one one evening it wasn't late it was like you know like about seven or eight o'clock in the evening we watched The Ring not the original Asian version but the um the American remake of it Mm -hmm. so we watched The Ring and like I say it finished about like nine o'clock at night something like that not late late and I said right so that when we go to sleep I don't have nightmares about the ring. Let's watch something just funny and upbeat, just to sort of like get the ring and scary stuff out of my head. So my choice, I I chose a movie called Coming to America. Yeah. Now it's <laughs> it's stars. If you don't know this movie, it stars Eddie Murphy, which kind of gives you an idea of what kind of movie it is. You know, it's a, a trashy 80s comedy, you know trash but there's this one particular scene in it where Eddie Murphy has a job in a fast food restaurant and they have an armed robber come in and they fight him off with mops and so after having watched The Ring that was our movie to watch to stop me having nightmares and yes I woke up in the middle of the night after a nightmare about that particular scene about an armed robber coming into a fast food restaurant. So, so, all of my efforts to stop me from having a nightmare after watching an actual horror movie has left me having a nightmare about a friggin' Eddie Murphy comedy. So, there you have it, people. I now have absolutely no pride left. No one has any respect for me anymore. And- There you you have it, Holly. Now you have my confession. That was
1: worth the wait. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my favourite horror. You mentioning Pan's Labyrinth actually made me think that should have got a mention in the things that scared the bejesus out of me. I really did not like that film. Ah. Um, (laughs) I'm glad I saw it because I could appreciate the cinematography and everything, but... Mm yeah like uh, no, never again, never again, um, but my favorites um uh, horrors that I can watch over and over uh alien um mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the exorcist, that child possession mm-hmm. things my my um uh, my jam, um the yeah. shining <laughs> um love the shining, and for t v the walking dead, um mm-hmm. I am a huge walking dead fan, or certainly the first sort of maybe five six seasons um haven't loved the latest season to be honest um but recently finally embarked on stranger things bit late to the party but i am loving it um i i love the the 80s vibe of it the tone of it is just spot on i really really like it and it it reminds me a lot of american gothic actually just yeah um i struggled when I was coming up with this list, to think of any films made in the last two decades. Um, <laughs> and I this I was really strongly into horror in my teens and early 20s, and a lot of the horror that I watched was older. And like I said about Hereditary, I think I've kind of lost my appetite for it a bit. I still love the films I loved when I was young, but I haven't really opened myself up to newer horror. It's not been as part of my life recently so that's interesting it's interesting how we change over time isn't it Mm. um i honestly haven't read enough horror besides stephen king um so it's a bit hard for me to come up with book recommendations for that and i need to rectify that definitely um but a couple of years ago i read a book called dark matter by michelle paver and that was excellent really chilling you know how you mentioned about having the shakes when you were reading mm. bird box yeah i it's it's um it's set in like a sort of norwegian fjord um in, in this little uh, like isolated hut and it's cool um it, that's one of the scariest things i've ever read and I was reading it in bed at night, and yeah shaking, and I had to keep sort of nudging my husband and be like, "Can you hold me?" <laughs> um, so and then I immediately after I finished it, I gave it to him to read, and he read it as well and, and thought it was excellent. So, yeah, I really highly recommend that.:
0: Well, if you want to read more horror, you' bird box. Yeah, read it.
1: definitely. <laughs> so we'd better talk about writing horror that's really what oh do we are we writers (laughs) i i believe that's the
0: gist um so do you have any tips angeline okay so like my my really big one for writing horror is don't get your head too caught up in worrying about will other people find it scary OK, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, just make it scary to you. If you find things scary, other people will too. Well, at least some other people, because we're as we've already talked about, we're all scared of different things, aren't we, at the end yeah. of the day? But if it scares you, it will scare other people as well. I promise. Um, I love that quote by Robert Frost that no tears in the writer no tears in the reader no surprise in the writer no surprise in the reader and Mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to scare yourself and what you write will scare other people as well Mm. Another really good tip is to focus on your character reactions. So if your characters are absolutely terrified, that's a cue to the reader that they should be as well. And if you've built your characters to be real and relatable and likable, as of course you always should be doing, then your readers are really going to feel what your characters are feeling as well. So Get in there, really ramp up those character reactions. Make sure you're placing your reader right into the action by using all of the senses as mm-hmm. well. So you know what they what your character sees, but also what they hear, feel, taste, okay? So all of the senses and really put your readers in there. Mm-hmm. A really good place to start is um using, looking at myths and legends and like folklore and urban legends. They, they're full of really good ideas and every single culture in the world and all the way through history, there are these stories about monsters and they're all different around the world and throughout history. And actually it's really interesting. You can find some really, really fascinating monsters from other yeah. cultures that you can, you can mishmash with loads of different, like original ideas and put them together and make your own monsters. I, I really enjoy making my own monsters. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another really good place to go for ideas is the news. So watch a news article or read a news article and ask yourself what if, and with horror, you have this freedom to really push it to the extreme, like to the absolute extreme of what if, you know, really run with it and enjoy it and have fun with it. Like writing horror is so much fun and it should always be fun. So, you know, feel free to go absolutely crazy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with that drawing on your own fears that's certainly something I've tried to do. And yeah, it's the best genre for really pushing the limits. And go right over them, because you can always pull it back in revisions if you take it too far and end up with something so extreme that it gets silly and isn't scary anymore.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And a really good way to find out if you've taken it too far. Because I think we all know that I do not have that limiter. (laughs) I never know when I've gone too far. is beta readers. If you can pass your story or your book onto other people that you, that you trust to give you a good, honest opinion, they will tell you if you've gone too far and gone into the realms of silliness. So, <laughs> so it's fine. So we, as ever, we will end this podcast with a would you rather question, and of course, I've chosen a horror related one. How could I not? So Holly. If you were in a horror movie situation, would you rather have a loaded gun or a car that you knew would never break down? <laughs>
1: um I'll take the car yeah yeah i I yeah, I mean I, there are certain situations where that perhaps wouldn't wouldn't help, but mm. very few, very few, and I'm you know speaking as a a Brit etc um I, you know I'm, I'm not a fan of guns i mean i like i like them in action films but for me personally mm. no and i don't think i would really know what to do
0: with one if i had one so, <laughs> so I'll,
1: I'll take the car how about you yeah i
0: think i think that's the biggest problem yeah definitely a car for me because i am, I am just despite the fact that like i love horror and have written a lot of horror i am as a person I am like the least confrontational person ever like I will run away from any chance of an argument happening (laughs) so now I am in that car and I am the hell out of that situation there's no way I'm taking on some crazy killer plus if it was a ghost a gun's not going to help you anyway I am so out of there (laughs) (laughs) all right so hopefully we've we've scared you all I think we've scared ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling suitably scared? I am. It's
1: the, the memory lane is, is a dangerous place to go.
0: Oh, yes. So thanks for joining us. And now you can go off and write some really, really scary horror. right well thanks for listening to this episode of the great western woods world building podcast we will be back in two weeks with more world building tips and tricks
1: you can find us in all the usual places we're on instagram at great western woods podcast or one word and the show notes and whatnot are on our website greatwesternwoods.com <laughs>